Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to Too Real for Radio. I am your host, Paris Digital. This is season two. I'm considering it season two because I haven't been on here in a long time. And, you know, I've just had a whole lot, a whole lot of going on and I'm just trying to get everything straight and all. So with that being said, I do have a very close friend of mine in here today. Um, we just going to talk. I got my homegirl Shanti in here. What's up? Hey. All right. Um, we just going to talk about a couple of things. Um, First thing we're going to talk about was something we were talking about earlier, and that is the I can't breathe um, message. We've noticed that it's been put on T-shirts. It's been like, you know, people are selling T-shirts with this man's last words on it. And tell everybody how you feel about that. Right. So I noticed when I went on like google and then when the first thing that comes up when you type like i can't breathe it's something from amazon with george floyd's last words literally like the last four words i can't breathe on that shirt and i don't think that they should use that for marketing material I don't feel like that's really appropriate because it's literally like they're making money off of this man's death. Um, If they have any respect for the family, uh, any respect with uh, George Floyd Mm -hmm. and the whole movement, they wouldn't be literally putting on that a shirt to make money. And I guess it's controversial because some people feel like, you know, oh, well, this is changing, you know, the whole culture with, you know, flags, confederate flags being brought down, shirts um, and everything. Right, right. But that shouldn't be exploited in a way where people are making money. I mean, this man's death is literally now they're making money off of it. Yeah, um, you know, I get the point they're trying to come across. Like, you know, they're trying to spread awareness of why he said those words and how those words came about being said. Like, it's the whole fact that somebody's knee was on his neck and he could not breathe. And it was a whole situation that many other people who have passed away, well, were murdered due to the same type of situations, you know. And it's the fact that it's all caught on camera. I've seen the video of the young lady who recorded it. Like, I've seen her reaction the day after. She was just, she was traumatized. She said she was traumatized. And, you know, I understand the whole purpose behind those words. But I do feel like they shouldn't have seen it as a money-making opportunity. Like, 
I see people wearing shirts, um, masks, hats, all types of stuff that say I can't breathe. And I understand the point they're trying to come across with it. But I just feel like it shouldn't be shirts on Amazon. Like, I guess people can get their their stuff made. But I just feel like it shouldn't be a money-making opportunity for people. Right. And when I was explaining the whole situation of Paris, I see, like, you know, we have, I even have myself, there's a Rosa Parks shirt that's like, nah, you know, with the whole bus riot with not giving up her seat. There's also Harriet Tubman, I'm free. They didn't put those people exact words. And granted, George Floyd is slightly different because he actually died as a result of that officer kneeing on him. I feel like the whole thing just wasn't respectful to his family, to him. And they basically made money off of this man's somebody kneeing on him something that should not have been done on the first place but y'all still going to put that on a shirt you know it's total disrespect yeah it's really disrespectful um that also brings us into the discussion about the black lives matter movement like um i was telling you earlier i don't think that movement's for us i think it's for everyone else like it's for non-african-american Sometimes I don't like using that word, and there's a reason for that, but it's for um, non-black people. It's, it's not our movement, because we know our lives matter, but the point in the Black Lives Matter is to tell other people that black lives matter. Like I kind of feel like, you know, we say our lives matter, but when we're, what I mean by we're not showing that our lives matter, it's like you have to show people how to treat you. We need to be showing the people we want to know black lives matter we need to show them how we treat each other like it's so much stuff wrong with the way we speak on our culture and handle our culture like we sit here and we say black lives matter you know uplift black people uplift black women uplift black men but yet we're on social media carrying it off carrying on and fighting like animals recording it and our peers are around us cheering it on and and coaching us through the fight and everything and nobody jumps in to help you like your friend is sitting right there getting a behind beat and you just standing there recording it like you ain't even jumping in to get them out help them or nothing like stuff like that It's like we're showing them how to treat us, you know, and the thing we got to understand, like I said this in my previous podcast when I talked about um, the protests and the riots um, back in season one, (laughs) because we in season two, um, what I said back then was, you know, the thing about white supremacy is the fact that they believe we are inferior. They look at us as a disruption to society they think of us as animals monkeys and you know all this other stuff and you know it's it's not even about slavery anymore like we can we've i'm not saying we've let it go because it has played a major role in our history in america but we've come so far from that and at this point it's other things like white supremacy is now it's not based on hatred from slavery like 
it's 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 based on hatred on beliefs that they're being taught like that generation from segregation and everything they're teaching these new white supremacists how to feel about us that's what i'm trying to say so when they have these taught beliefs about african americans and well black people because not all of us are african americans like that that's i'll explain that some other time but when they talk about how um you know how black people behave in their eyes about how we're disruptive we're loud ghetto ratchet and we're monkeys we're gross and all this other stuff that they've been conformed to believe and we turn around and behave like this i understand we are outraged we are angry we're tired we're mortified by seeing each other die i get that but when we sit here and do the exact same thing that they think of us you're not giving them a reason to understand why black lives matter every time we start a riot every time we lash out there's a yep see that's why that's what they're thinking i'm not supporting what they're saying i'm not supporting or justifying what they're doing but i do feel like we do need to take another approach i feel like the black lives matter currently is more relevant now than what it was before so when you look at the history of black lives matter it started almost 10 years ago about july 2013 after the acquittal of george zimmerman in the trayvon martin case Back then, you know, we heard the slogan, Black Lives Matter. We saw people marching. We watched for months following the story of this case. And then the trial decision not come back in a verdict that we would like. Mm -hmm. You know, I think things just slowly went back to the norms about music you know probably degrading our people yeah, yeah. and then you know we're still shooting one another but now it's gotten more of a positive influence because now not only are we marching but we also had a black lives movement where it was july this month where we just did a blackout and only did black businesses to support our culture Mm -hmm. now we're actually getting more publicity because the confederate flags being taken down any kind of statues where it resembled anybody owning slaves that was exactly that stuff got removed so yes we are generating a more positive movement there is more stuff that needs to be done Mm -hmm. hence in Atlanta, around July 4th weekend, Sakura Turner was murdered by our own kind. But mm-hmm. we are taking the necessary steps, I feel like, to get a more positive influence and get our voices heard. Because right. now they see that not only was it George Zimmerman or Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland, or Freddie Gray, now they're actually gaining momentum where we see that, yes, we do want our culture to be respected. Yes, there is work to go with our own communities, but mm-hmm. point blank period, we don't want to be murdered senselessly in these streets, especially by a police where their job is to protect and serve. Right, 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 right. And speaking of that, you know, what I also have to say about that is, we talk about how we've been suppressed for 
what hundreds 300 400 years and everything and i understand that but you know we can't sit here and riot and protest and call action in our own community and we can't do it until we see a few black characters on tv or see like a few you know supportive black t-shirts and they expect us to be okay with that. They'll do these little things to pacify us because that's literally what it, what they're doing. They throw out these little things to pacify us and um, distract us from the real issue that we have. Like, you know, they'll probably... Um, shoot, what's a good example? I don't know. Like, there'll probably be a new black character on a TV show and they're like, oh, look, this show is supporting equality. This show is supporting um, race equality and all this other or stuff. Or electing more blacks by, like, affirmative action. Yeah, but they're not show- They're not solving the real problem that we have, which is, you know, the police force. Like, we need the uh, governor officials and everything on to actually... Side. Yeah, to do actually do something, you know? All right, so we're going to take a little break. Let y'all hear from our sponsor. Well, you're not going to hear from the sponsor. It's actually me. Y'all know that. But we're going to, you know, give a little word for the sponsor. And we're going to come right back and talk a little more. What's up, y'all? If you haven't heard about it yet, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and I'm going to tell y'all why. First of all, it's free. Secondly, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit the podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute it for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else people listen to podcasts at. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make your podcast in one place. So all you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. All of this is free. It's fun, easy. I'm doing it. So um, like I said, just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. Keep it real. Before, you know, um, Shantae looked up Shanti. I'm sorry. I know Shantae and Ashanti. Shanti. That's who on the show. <laughs> Shanti. Um, Shantae might be on here. Shantae, girl, if you listen listening, let me know if you want to come through for an episode. We'll turn up. But, um, you know, Shanti was looking up some interesting facts um, before we spoke about Black Lives Matter and gave y'all our opinion, which we're not even done yet, but we on a little time crunch when it comes to these episodes. So there'll be a part three for that because that was part two. Y'all remember part one was from season one. Anyway, um, 
we're going to talk more on experience about being black women, media versus reality. Dramatic pause right there. All right. So, um, you know, y'all not ready. Yeah. Y'all ain't ready. How I feel about it. I feel like as black women, you know, on social media, there's so much, um, talk about black girl magic. There's so much talk about women empowerment, black women empowerment, supporting black women in businesses, entrepreneurs, sisterhood, and all this other stuff. And um, I am a part of a very strong and loving sisterhood. So there are lots of love. But generally speaking, and living in day to day life as a black woman, it's like, I see what we're talking about on social media and people wanting to imply it, but we still face the challenges of social acceptance and we don't care about social acceptance. We're, you know, we're just trying to get through, make our money, go home. But, you know, it's not all peaches and cream that y'all make it seem like on social media when it comes to black women. Um, it's, it's really not. Right. I can honestly say from my experiences, just going off the grid, I went from being in a school, it was K through second, that was all black to transitioning to another part of a elementary school in Charleston County that was mostly white. And I just felt like when you, you know, went from one to the next it mm-hmm. was like the image of blacks when I went to that school that was primarily Caucasian was that you know oh well, my hair was yep. curly it yep. wasn't straight mm-hmm. and oh um I had black friends too oh my to gosh like yeah weren't as racist yeah <laughs> oh lord oh, oh. We watch Martin and my wife yeah. and kids, and it's like you know you don't need to you, say yeah you need to yeah make you me more open to things. Oh my gosh, of me. Listen. Oh my gosh. I, I experience it on my day everyday life now. Like I went through that in school too because I've always went to um well the school I went to from kindergarten to eighth grade. It was actually kindergarten to twelfth grade school, but it shut down. Um, when I went there it was it was very diverse. However, there was more minority there. But the school I went to um for high school, it was diverse. However, um it was maybe a forty sixty ratio, I guess. Forty sixty percent ratio. But anyway, you know, I see it in my everyday life now as an adult. Um it's funny to me. I hate this. It's it's so funny to me because I'll be at work and I work in tourism. So we get people from all over the place and we're in Charleston. So there's a lot of history here as far as, you know, we got um the custom house and a lot of uh Civil War stuff happened around here. We got plantations and stuff Drayton like Hall. that. Drayton Hall. Oh, Lord, we got all types of stuff around here related to the root of um where. American, African American history began. So, you know, um, 
when people are about to start these historical tours and stuff, I've had people apologize to me because, you know, they'll be asking about the construction that's happening downtown. And I'm telling them, yeah, they're building an international African-American museum here. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Awkward silence in this. We're sorry. I'm like, um, excuse me? You know, slavery was really bad. And I'm like, oh, I mean... Okay, it gets really awkward after that. They'll apologize for slavery. I've had people, um, you know, just to, like I said, they pull the black friend card. They'll be the, um, they'll sit there and like, oh, you remind me of so-and-so and it's insert a black name here. <laughs> so I'm like, it's, it's, it's funny now, you know? Right. And some of them have this opinion that all black people look alike. That's not true. No, nah, like, nah. We do have different hair types. We have different personalities. Mm-hmm. We have different moms and dads. Like, it's two separate families. And I just think that notion of just trying to accept me to make me feel more comfortable, especially now after the whole movement with Black Lives Matter and George Floyd came out, like, I just want to be valued as an American because granted, even if we're not from the same family tree, you know, we're walking the same earth. I put a pants on every morning just like you put a pants on. I don't want anybody to sugarcoat in or trying to pop for what happened before. The main thing I want is just respect. Um, and clarifying when you said, you know, we have different mothers and fathers. I think um, I'm going to let y'all know she's talking more about um, the two black friends that you can't tell the difference between. She's not talking about all of us. Like, me and my siblings have the same mother and father. All right? Not all of us got different dads, different moms. Not all of us come from broken homes. Like, And I, I'm annoyed by people who do things like they'll mention a time of financial struggle in their life or when they grew up and didn't have but so much because they think that's how they can relate to me. Like I, no, as not all blacks come from the struggle. <laughs> nah, for real. It's, 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 we don't, not all of us, you know, I'm, I'm, there are some that do, there are some that don't like, you know, I didn't grow up with no silver spoon in my mouth, but at the same time I didn't grow up, um, you know, having to literally struggle for anything. Like my parents, they're very hardworking. They, um, you know, I don't remember a time where I didn't, I knew they didn't have money because I don't know my parents' financial situation up to this day and I'm in my twenties. So like I said, I don't know a time where my parents did not have the money for something. So not all of us grew up struggling, you know, but, um, I just think the way we portray black women in media is completely different than how we really treat black women in reality. We get on social media, there's all these hashtags and beautiful pictures of black women and their curly, coarse, kinky hair, and we're celebrating it, these full, pretty afros and all these hair videos and everything. But in reality, we still are judged for based on our hair i can tell you and shanti i'm sure you could say it too like you walk into a store three times it's a store you've probably gone to repeatedly right you walk in here with three different hairstyles the same cashier is going to treat you different with each hairstyle 
Exactly. I feel the same way. Um, that just happened at my job recently where I had my natural hair, curly, kinky, yep. was out for weeks. And mm-hmm. then what happened this week, I went out and I have a weave now in my head. And they were like, oh, wow, you changed your hair. Oh, my like, gosh. a totally different <laughs> attitude. And I'm like, listen, it's still the same me. Yeah. the same Shanti. Man. You know, I just, I just changed my hair. It's no different from y'all having your hair down to being in a ponytail for the Caucasians. You know, the hair type does not fit the personality. Right. I've also noticed, too, for me, like, I'll walk in the store with, um, if I got a, my natural hair, I'm, I'm <clears throat> I think I'm treated, you know, people have a, a different or a different approach towards me with my natural hair. You know, they seem comfortable, um, they seem like they're trying to be culturally conscious because I guess being that I'm wearing my natural hair, they're expecting me to come off as this super woke black Panther, I guess. Like, you know, they, they just, they're very cultural conscious. That's when I get all the, I have a black friend too comments and they're going out of the way to be culturally accepting towards me. But I also notice when I wear my hair braided, cause um, I don't really do the bundles and the loose weaves and all that. Um, I always have my hair braided. Sometimes, like right now, I have crochet locks. Sometimes I'll do box braids. Sometimes I'll do the single ease twist. But based on my hairstyle, based on the color in my hair, I'm treated differently. Like certain colors, I can tell they probably expect me to behave a certain way. Like the cashier will hold his breath. Not even just cashiers, but a person I'm interacting with, they're holding their breath because they're expecting me to come at them aggressively or be loud because they associate a certain hairstyle with a certain behavior from a black woman. But versus online, y'all like to act like... Like, y'all want to accept everybody. I don't understand. I really don't understand. Even, like, in our videos, music videos, you still see, like, most of the men, they're the ones rapping. And then the women, they shaking their ass. Like, no, okay, that's not all that we're good for. Right. Um, Women, we're not just confined to just be let's say like retail cashiers mm-hmm. or were meant for like low paying jobs like no uh, we actually have black senators yeah rights. we had a black vice president so why hasn't the behavior towards women of color changed um yeah you right about that i also noticed like you know i was talking to one of my coworkers today and she was talking about how all the um black women in our city charleston they're rather um cosmetologists or nurses and i feel like you know why do we i don't know i don't know why where i'm going with that find us to that societal yeah vision, like that's all we're good for right and it's like you know people see me and they're like oh do you do hair i'm like no i don't do hair i'm a music producer like would you no, I don't do hair. I'm a photographer and music producer, you know? So, it's it's just, when it comes to reality and when it comes to social media, there's so much more we could be and there's so much more we could expect. Like, why are we the hype? Like, I see, I comment on these posts all the time on social media talking about, oh, um, 
black women, y'all need to wear your hair more, you know, wear your natural hair more, embrace your natural beauty, this, that, and the third. I've seen comments about, um, from black men talking about how they prefer women of other races because they don't wear weaves or wigs and all this other stuff, which is actually a lie. I do know some non-black women who will wear hair extensions and weaves and wigs and stuff for the style. The same way reason we do, you know. Um, I'm, I'm, I see this on social media and I, I comment every time. I tell them, hey, it's so easy to say these kind of things when you were not the one who was discriminated against because of your hair. Fellas, all y'all got to do is get a little chop little $10 haircut and y'all good. And it's not all men because there are some men who are discriminated against because of their hairstyles as well. They're treated a certain way. Like I know they see men with locks and they feel some type of way about them. You know, there was a young man who had to, who actually had a coach cut off his hair, his locks in the middle of a wrestling match. And it was just degrading it really angered me to see that but you know it's so easy for men who don't really understand much of the culture to sit there and say oh um yeah I like this type of women because you know black women do nothing but wear weaves and saying that they're they need to wear their natural hair they don't love themselves nah it's there's more to it than that we we're surviving out here like you know we wear these different hair styles we perm our hair and all this stuff because we're constantly told our natural hair is unacceptable we're constantly told oh we can't have this job because of our hairstyle it's un- our hairstyle is unkempt there have been little girls who have been sent home from school wearing braids protective hairstyles because their teacher found their hairstyle to be inappropriate unacceptable unkempt ratchet and all this other stuff they said that their hairstyle was um it was unacceptable. yeah unacceptable and it it promoted problematic behavior like the teacher was pretty much trying to say because of the way the girl's hair was braided she was more likely to behave and disrupt misbehave and disrupt class and i know like from what i've seen mostly on social media was that there have been reports of women whenever they have locks in their hair Mm -hmm. or let's say they have their extension braids too long and they don't qualify for this job. And it's like, why is societal view not changed? Why do they have this stereotype in this mind that if I have this kind of hairstyle, I'm going to behave a certain way? You know, this is just part of the culture. This is something that we want to do. We don't have to wear our hair in just twists all the time. We right. can do braids, locks, and, and right. all this kind of different art forms of having black hair. But then again, people are like, oh, well, why don't you wear your natural hair? Well, guess what? My employer or this group that I'm in isn't accepting. It's not that we don't want to. But there are job classifications out there where if they see we have this hairstyle, yeah, they're not gonna pick us for this job. It's a sad truth. That is very true. Yeah, like um, it's it's a sad thing. Um, what was I about to say? I don't remember what I was about to say. Oh my god, what was I gonna say? Fix this and edit all of this out because I don't remember what I was about to say. But I know it's gonna come back 
Oh, I was going to say, um, yeah, like I, you know, it's a matter of this, the idea of perming and straightening our hair, that was an acceptable hairstyle for so long, but it was damaging. It was so damaging to our hair. If those of us who didn't do it right, but then it's like, you know, even the chemicals and the perms change. So it's very, it's not healthy at all for our hair and we've grown and you know science has advanced and hair care has changed we care about ourselves more and everything but it's just a matter of on social media people are on there oh black women need to embrace themselves embrace your natural hair embrace this love who you are blah 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 be happy positivity self-love kumbaya let's hold hands smoke a peace pipe but in reality y'all were just bashing us man Y'all don't even respect us no more, but it's cool on social media. It's cool for a hashtag. It's cool for a couple likes. What I want to say is if you're going to respect us on social media, respect us in reality. You got anything you want to add on to that? No, she completely took the words right out of her mouth. You know, don't let hairstyles define the person. It's something so much more beyond that. And if they took the time to actually look at our qualifications instead of the judging us off of face value, we could actually get somewhere. Yeah, you get a lot more. There's a lot of people out there who are amazing people, amazing qualities in them, but you're just too busy looking at their hair and afraid of how they're going to you know, react towards you. But what I want to say about that, I'm not even going to say too much because we're about to wrap this up. That's for another episode. What I want to say about that is you get what you put out. So if you put out a certain defensive behavior towards somebody, you're going to receive. If you put an offensive behavior out towards someone, you're going to receive something defensive. So, you know, you sit there and act like you're poking a bear and being cautious, then you're going to get a bear attacking you. I'll, I'll clarify that in another time. I don't even care what y'all took out of that. Comment, like, share, um, all that good stuff. Thank you, Shanti, for joining me in this podcast episode. No Second season, first episode of Too Real for Radio. Y'all like and all that good stuff. Um, you want to shout out your social media real quick? Yes, y'all can follow me on social media, Snapchat, A Crumity 01. It's comedy, like comedy, uh-huh. but with an R, okay? Spell that out because they're going to put the R anywhere. So it's C-R-O-M-E-D-Y because they're going to put that R wherever, trust me. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, y'all follow her, y'all follow um, 2 Real 4 Radio on Instagram. Follow me, Vibe Major 843 on all social media. All right, and we're going to catch y'all next time. All right, keep it real.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 